this morning. Appreciate the Lord for being here. Amen. Amen, boy. I appreciate his presence. Hallelujah. Y'all pray for us this morning. Amen. Just going to be obedient to the Lord. Going to be in the book of Jeremiah. Amen. I got about 15 messages. Amen. And God's condensed them all down into one. Somebody said, good Lord of mercy, we ain't never going to get out of here. I tell you what, we'll be out before Milano's closes tonight. Is everybody all right? Amen right there. Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter number two. And uh, while well, I was praying, seeking the Lord, asking his direction, amen, and for his guidance and his, his hand, amen. I, I, I tell you now, y'all know me, amen, I, I don't get messages off the internet. Amen, I want one come farther. You know what, I, my wife, my wife, my wife, she got, she got shocked the other day. Over in England now, over in England, they, they had their first AI message. And hundreds of people gathered. What's that? Artificial intelligence printed out a message and they put him on a screen and he read the message to them and they said it was so uplifting. I'm sorry. I want a man of God that's going to get in touch with God. Amen. Not some computer that's going to print something out. Is everybody all right? Then they, then, they, then they said that the AI would help, help the ministers. It cut hours off our study time. It cut hours off our prayer time. Amen. That, if we just tell them what we want on Sunday, if things just printed all out, we wouldn't even have to study the Bible. Is everybody all right? Amen. I'm telling you right now, it's out of hell. Amen. I'm telling you right now, we need men of God. Amen. That'll get on their face before God. Amen. And weep and cry and get a message not from a computer, but farther away. Get something from heaven. Hey, that's going to help somebody. Is everybody all right? Amen goes right there. That's right, amen. I tell you what, I want to get something from God, amen, because God goes home with me. God goes home with you. God knows what we need, amen. I tell you right now, God knows exactly what we need. I don't need some man programming something, amen, and finding some kind of weird something, amen, to try to tell me and uplift me. Glory to God, I need the Holy Ghost of God to come down to where I'm at, amen, and bring me closer to God, amen. Hallelujah right there. Amen. So in Jeremiah chapter number two, I begin to read, and boy, God just begin to open this up to me. I don't reckon I've ever preached on this in 30-something years, but that's all right. Amen. God knows what we need. Jeremiah chapter number two. Got a lot of reading to do, really. So we're going to get on into the message. Y'all pray for us. Jeremiah chapter number two, verse number one, the Bible says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me saying, go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem. And when you see that, that's where the temple's at. Is everybody all right? That's where the house of God's at. Amen, anytime you see that in your Bible, you can automatically, amen, or you just spiritually walk right over, amen, to where the temple is, where the house of God is, where the house of worship is. Amen, I believe he's speaking to the church here. I believe he's speaking to the church. Amen, so he says, and moreover, go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, thus saith the Lord, I remember thee. Ain't that a blessing? That God remembers us. Somebody say amen. If you're a child of God, God ain't forgot about you. Amen. If you're saved, if you've ever been saved, you're still saved. Amen. My Bible tells me, amen, that he's not lost any. Amen. Amen. And he said, hey, listen to me. If you've ever been his, you're still his, and he remembers you. 
Amen. So listen to what he said. Tell him, I remember thee, the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousals. When thou wentest after me in the wilderness in a land that was not sown. Amen. God remembers, God remembers us. Amen. When we run after him. Hey, is everybody all right? When we sought him, when we wanted to please him with our life, amen, when God was a big part of our life, God said, I want you to know something. I remember that, amen. I've not forgot about that. I've not forgot about when I came and saved you and I was everything to you and all you wanted to do was worship me and praise me. God's letting us know. He's not forgot about that, amen. Now listen to this. Go down to verse number five. We're gonna be skipping around a little bit. He said, thus saith the Lord, What iniquity have your fathers found in me? What fault have they found in God? What fault have you found in him? Is everybody all right? He said, what fault have, what iniquities have your fathers found in me that they are gone far from me and have walked after vanity and are became vain? Amen. What, what is it, what is it that, and let me put it this way. What is it you finding in God that's turning you off on God? Is everybody all right? What is it that's causing you to have strayed from God? What is it in God? God said, what fault, what iniquity have you found in me, in me, in God? Amen, not Tracy, amen, but in God. What fault have you found with God that you would walk away? Verse number six. Neither said they, where is the Lord that led us through the wilderness through a land of deserts and pits. Uh-oh. This is God that's brought us through a, through, a, through a land of deserts and pits, hazards in our life. He's guided us. He's kept us safe. Somebody say amen. Y'all thank God. Y'all thank God, amen, that we ain't down to funeral home this morning. I mean, but if God's kept us safe. God's directed our path. He said, you brought us through a land. He brought us through a land of deserts and pits. Amen. We'll get into more into that in a minute. Through a land of drought and of the shadow of death. Boy, I've been there. Amen. Three heart attacks. Somebody shout, hallelujah. And buddy, God's brought me through all three of them. Hallelujah. Amen. Somebody said, asked me what I said. You had three heart attacks? I said, yeah. Amen. I had every one of them when I was preaching. Can you believe that? you believe I can? <laughs> Is everybody all right? Amen. They said, well, I don't think I preach no more. I said, I can't help it. Amen. Is everybody okay? Amen. God takes care of me. Hallelujah. But we've been there, though. We've been in those places. Amen. Amen. Where we was uncertain about things. And, buddy, God's took care of us. Listen to this. He said, brought you through lands of deserts and pits, through a land of drought and shadow of death, through a land, through a land that no man passed through and where no man dwelt. And I, verse number seven, Brought you into a plentiful country. Boy, ain't that the truth. I thank God I was born in America. Matter of fact, I'll go a step far. I thank God I was born in the South in America. Is everybody all right? Now, I ain't got a prejudice bone in my body, man, but I'm telling you right now, I'd lose my mind if I lived in New York. If I lived out in California, man, I'd, just, I'd go crazy. Is everybody all right? I mean, I'm having a hard enough time keeping sanity going on down here. Is everybody okay? But I thank God for America. Amen. America's been a good country to a lot of countries. Is everybody all right? He said, I brought you into a land that was plentiful. A plentiful country to eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof. But listen to this. He said, I brought you to a place, 
amen, into a place in your life where you've been blessed beyond measure? Is everybody okay? Well, have we been blessed, church? I mean, think about our lives, boy. I'm looking out, I don't see nobody out here today, amen, that's homeless. And if you are, I don't know about it. Amen. I don't see, and I'm telling you, I'm looking out right now, I don't see anybody's missed very many meals. Is everybody, I mean, we're blessed. We're blessed beyond measure. I mean, God's been good to us. Now listen to this. To eat the fruit thereof and the goodness thereof, but when ye entered, ye defiled my land. Made my inheritance an abomination. Now we won't get into all the abominations that's going on out there in this land right now. Amen. But there's certain things that this Bible calls an abomination. That this Bible says, amen, that lifestyle's an abomination in this world is telling us we have to embrace it. They told them, they, they said, look, when a male child is born, you kill them. That's what they told them back over in, in the Bible. Amen. And when Moses was born, they, they wanted him dead. But his parents saw that he was a godly child. And at that time, Brother Jonathan, at that time, there was two, two midwives that was going around delivering the babies. And the law, the, the king's law, the, the law of the land was when a male child is born, you kill them. But they were taking them babies and they wasn't killing them. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? There comes a time in your life, amen, when you're going to have to decide which law is more important. The law of man or the law of God. Is everybody okay? Amen goes right there. And so listen to this, and that ain't the message, but boy, you can, you can just preach on that. In verse number eight, the priest said not, where's the Lord? And they that handled the law knew me not. The pastors also transgressed against me. And the prophets prophesied by Baal and walked after things that do not profit. I read today, or not today, I read this week, a pastor in Texas, a Baptist pastor in Texas. Amen, just got arrested for, for child pornography and things he was doing. Are you hearing me? I mean, we, we're, we're living in a day and a time when, when you can't even have confidence in men of God, men that are, that are, that are in the pulpit. Is everybody okay? I mean, it's not just a, a thing that's going on out there. These are things that's going on now in, in, within the houses of God and the people of God. And why? Because men of God don't know God. Men of God won't preach anymore. Is everybody all right? Man, I, hey, I'll tell you, when I got saved over 30 years ago and got called to preach, Brother Darrell, amen, I'm telling you right now, buddy, they preached against everything. If it moved, they preached against it. You hear me? I mean, it didn't matter what it was. And them old men of God, amen, they got up, buddy, with power on them, just dripping off of them. So let me read on. So listen to what he said. He said in verse number nine, wherefore I will yet plead with you, saith the Lord, and with your children's children will I plead. Go down to verse number 17. Hast thou not procured this unto thyself in that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God when he led thee by the way? And how many people, how many people do we know even from Calvary Baptist Church, but how many people over the years you reckon that got saved? He said, I remember you when you was young and you sought after me. And something over the years They've grown up into adults, 
And I've been preaching this for for months, years probably now. And they've wandered away from God and and they've got out in the world. They just, or or maybe they're they're good people. They've just got out of church and, and got away from God. Is everybody all right? How many do we know? Amen? He said, he said you, you've forsaken me. He said, you, you've procured this to yourself because you've walked away from me. Amen. I mean, buddy, there's some folks out there that's, that's seemingly being blessed beyond measure. If you look on the outside, amen, and we'll get to it in a minute. Amen. But he said, look, amen, I remember when you used to seek after me. Verse number 19. Thine own wickedness shall correct thee, and thy backslidings shall reprove thee. Know therefore and see that it is an evil thing and bitter that thou hast forsaken the Lord thy God and that my fear is not in thee, saith the Lord God of hosts. People can put on the facade. They can paint their faces. They can smile and everything looks good on the outside but inside they're bitter. They're, they're, they're They're in intense pain. There's suffering going on in here. Amen. That, that can't sleep at night. Is everybody all right out popping a pill or something like that? Is everybody okay? I mean, they can't find no peace. Amen. They're looking for it out there in the world. Amen. But there's only one that'll fill that void in your life. Is everybody okay? And it ain't what we can gain. It ain't what we can get out there. It's what we're going to get from in here. Somebody say amen uh, through the word of God. Amen. Through worshiping him. Amen. Through the house of God. Amen. Because God set it up that way. Amen goes right there. But they said you've got, he said that this is evil when people forsake God. It's wickedness. Amen. And it causes bitterness in their soul. And he said in verse number 20, for of old time, long time ago, remember? Remember how he started out? He said, of old time, long, back here, back here in your life, back here in your life, Brother Durell. Amen. For of old time, I have broken thy yoke and burst thy body. He set us free. Spiritual. He come to where we was at. We was bound down in sin. I mean, buddy, we was living a wicked life. We was lost. We was on our way to hell. Amen. And we didn't want to die and go to hell. And we called out on Jesus. And he came to where we was. And he set us free. He saved our soul. And listen to this. And thou saidest, I will not transgress. I mean, buddy, we made promises to God. We made commitments to God. Am I the only one? Oh, God, thank you for saving me. I'll serve you all the days of my life. Has anybody ever said that? Oh, God, thank you. Amen. I was lost. Did you save me, Lord? Lord, I'll do anything you want. Lord, I'll be faithful to you. I'll be faithful to your house. I'll be faithful to the word of God. Amen. It's somewhere along the way. Amen. We've walked away from our first love. Is everybody okay? It's preaching time. And thou hast said, I will not transgress. When upon every high hill and under every green tree thou wanderest, playing the harlot. What's he saying? Every little thing comes your way, just draws you away from God. Every little thing just comes your way, pulls you off to the side. 
Amen. You start out. Amen. We start out right. We say we're going to do it. Y'all quiet this morning. Amen. And but in every little thing seems like every high hill, every green tree, amen, we just pull aside. Amen. We try this for a while and we try that. We say, God, I'm not going to transgress against you. But every little thing that comes up, amen, pulls us away from God. We make every excuse why we don't have to go to church. We make every excuse why we ain't got time. Hey, is everybody all right? I mean, every little thing that just pulls us to the side. Everybody all right? Oh, it's preaching time. This is what he's talking about, amen. This is what went on with them. And we can take our Bible, and even though it was not written directly to us, every bit of it is for us. It's a spiritual book. It's to be spiritually discerned. It's a literal book. These are, these are actual things that's happened. Amen. It's more than a history book. It's the Holy Bible. It's the Word of God. And so he says, listen, he said, you said you wouldn't, but you did. You said you wouldn't forsake me, but you did. You said you wouldn't transgress against me, but you did. You said you wouldn't walk away from me, but you did. You said you wouldn't forsake my house, but you did. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? Amen. You said you'd be faithful, but you wouldn't. Is everybody okay? You said you'd prove your love to me, but you hadn't. Is everybody all right? And trust me, God don't need all that. Amen, but we've made promises. So listen to this now. He said, for the time I've broken and busted cinders, he said in verse 21, yet I had planted thee a noble vine, holy, a right seed. He said, man, you started out right. The word, it's right. God is right. God is right for you and me. Is everybody okay? God is, the word of God is right. What, what happened, what happened when we knelt and we got saved, God said, I planted a holy and a right seed in your heart, in your life, it's right. Amen, the promises you made, the life you lived is right. It was right. Somebody say amen, it was right. I mean, but it was right and God wanted to use you and bless you beyond measure. Everybody okay? Everybody all right? Amen goes right there. You better believe amen goes right there. God said what I planted was right, but God ain't never planted wrong in our life. God ain't never led us wrong. God's not going to treat us bad. Somebody say amen. That's right. Said it was right. It's a holy seed. How then, art thou, verse 21 still, how then art thou turned into the degenerate plant of a strange vine unto me. For though thou wash thee with nitre and take thee much soap, yet thine iniquity is marked before me, saith the Lord God. But if we can clean the outside up all day long. Is everybody okay? You can wash yourself with soap. You can put on perfume. You can put on cologne. You can put on deodorant. You can rinse your mouth out, amen, with mouthwash. I mean, buddy, we can comb our hair and get it parted just right. I mean, buddy, we can put gel on it. We can put hairspray in it. I mean, buddy, we can stand in front of the mirror. I mean, buddy, we can put on a suit and a tie. We can get everything looking just right on the outside. Amen, but on the inside. Amen, we're like white sepulchers. Buddy, we look good on the outside, but on the inside, we're full of dead man's bones. On the inside, you're dead. 
You're dead because we've forsaken God. Is everybody okay? It's pre- all right. It's preaching time. Amen. Over in Matthew, he talks about that. Amen. He said, you draw near unto me with your tongue. Amen. But your hearts are far from me. Amen. But if we clean up the outside and we look the part, I mean, we can sing the songs. Amen. But there's something dead on the inside. There's a void within our heart. Go to verse number 32. I got to move along. He said, can a maid forget her ornaments or a bride her attire? Yet, my people, my people have forgotten me days without number. Wow. When was the last time you prayed? When was the last time you thought about or considered what God thought about a situation before you reacted? Uh, we forgot about God days. He said, days without number. He said, I remember, amen, when every day you considered me and you thought about me. He said, now I'm having a, you know, I, I, you forgot about me. Days on end. And days on end, you get up and you go through the motions. Amen, and we paint the outside, and we make the outside look good, but inside we're still, we're still mourning. Inside we're still hurting. Inside we're still bitter. Amen, you want to know why? It's because we forgot about God days without number. We hadn't prayed. We hadn't picked our Bible up. We hadn't read the Word of God. We haven't, we haven't, we haven't gotten close to the Lord. Amen. We haven't tried to learn more. That song we sang. We haven't tried to learn more about our Lord. Amen. We want to learn more about the world and find out what the world had to say. Find out what was on social media or the internet. Is everybody all right? But we wouldn't get in the Word of God and find out what God had to say. Is everybody okay? Is everybody all right? Amen. And I'm getting somewhere. There's a remedy to all of it. So as I begin to look at this, and I begin to see this, I begin to see that we're, we're in trouble. I, I believe a lot of people have forgot where God found them at in their life. Go to Psalms. Go to the book of Psalms. A lot of people have forgotten where God found them when they came to him broken. Some of you still may be there. But in Psalms, I want you to remember, I've I've not forgot, Zach, where God found me. Amen, Jesse Busby, I've not forgot the man I was, the temper I had. Is everybody all right? Amen, I used to love to fight. Amen. Somebody said, you quit fighting. No, I just changed the fight. Amen. I'm no longer fighting against flesh and blood. Is everybody all right? I'm in a spiritual battle every day. Amen. I'm fighting the devil. Somebody say amen. I'm fighting for souls. I'm fighting for people that are on their way to hell. Amen. I'm fighting to try to keep them out of hell. Is everybody all right? Amen goes right there. That's right. I'm fighting for those, amen, that's about to lose their mind. I'm fighting for those that's warring within their mind, the Bible says. I'm fighting for them to have a sound mind. So I ain't quit the fight. I just switched the battles, amen. I just switched over to a different fighting field. 
Amen? I love people. Amen? I want them to be happy. Amen? But I know that true happiness doesn't come from the things we obtain in this life. Amen? It comes from the inside and what a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? I've been on both sides. I'm telling you what's real. And so in Psalms chapter 40, I want you to remember this. Amen? The Bible said, I waited patiently for the Lord. I remember. Amen? Listen to this. I waited patiently for the Lord. And he inclined unto me and he heard my cry. Hallelujah. How many remember the day you cried out to Jesus? How many remember when you fell on your face and you know that he heard you cry because you was different? There was a change coming your life that day. I mean, nobody had to tell you. You went from darkness unto light. Amen. The lights came on in your heart. How many remember that day? I remember that day. Amen. When I cried and the Lord heard me. Amen. And listen to this. He, he brought me up also out of a horrible pit. Wow. A horrible pit. Out of the miry clay. And set my feet upon a rock and established my goal. How many remember that horrible pit? Well, I remember it. That pit of destruction. Is everybody all right? I remember it. Amen, that pit of desperation. Everything looked good on the outside. Is everybody all right? I mean, man, I had my, had my blue jeans on. I had my keys hanging on my side. Amen, I had my shirt unbuttoned here. Amen, I had my sleeves rolled up just right. There, my boy, everything looked good on the outside, but on the inside, I was miserable. Amen, it was a pit of destruction. It was a pit of desperation. Are you hearing me? Amen. I'm telling you right now, it was a pit of depression. I mean, buddy, I was, I was miserable. I was living a miserable existence. Amen. Oh, everybody thought I had it going on. Everybody thought I was the life of the party. Amen, but they didn't know I was dead, but one day I met the life of the glory of God. One day I met the life of the party on December the 17th, 1989. But he come to where I was at. He lifted me up out of a horrible pit. I was sinking deep in the miry clay. That clay, you know, when you try to lift your foot up, amen, it just, it just sucks it down. You can't get out. You scratch and you claw and you climb and you're just about to reach the top and you slide back down and it seems like you're getting deeper in that clay. I mean, buddy, I remember that day, but he come to where I was at. I couldn't get out, but he lifted me up. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. He lifted me up out of a horrible pit, out of a horrible place. He lifted me up. Amen. Gave me joy unspeakable and full of glory. Is everybody all right? That horrible pit. How many remember that? Uh, maybe you're there today. Amen. Maybe you got it going on. Amen. But it's in your mind and in your heart. Buddy, it's a place of destruction and loneliness. Is everybody listening to me? It's a place of uncertainty. Amen. Are you hearing me? Unsatisfied? Ain't got, ain't got no satisfactions? Everybody okay? Huh? Maybe it's a place of unforgiveness. Maybe it's not you that 
the unforgiveness for, but maybe you can't forgive. Maybe you have unforgiveness in your heart. That's a horrible place to be. That's a horrible place to be, to harbor that in your heart, that unforgiveness. Amen. For if you forgive not them which trespass against you, your, your heavenly Father will not forgive you. Is everybody all right? Oh, yeah, what a horrible place to be. Amen. Maybe, you, maybe God picked you up out of that pit, and maybe you fell back off in it. Everybody, you ain't lost. You ain't lost. You ain't on. You're saved. You know you're saved. Not only does God remember when you sought after Him, you remember when you used to seek after Him. You remember when God came to where you was. But somehow, you're back in that clay. You're back in that pit. You're struggling, trying to get out. Is everybody okay? Trying to get back up. Hey, man, you don't like it. Somebody say amen or I'm going to preach about two more hours. Is everybody all right? It's preaching now. Said God picked me up out of a horrible pit. You'll never get out of it on your own. You won't work enough. You won't make enough money. You won't have enough toys. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? I'm just telling you the facts. I've been there. Amen. Awful pit of desperation, desperate, desperate. You ever felt desperate? Or just like, but if something don't happen, I ain't going to make it. Well, it's almost like anxiety takes over. Hey, man, you breathe heavy. Hey, man, you lay in your bed at night, your eyes wide open. Is everybody okay? Things running through your mind. Hey, man, you can hear your heart beating through your ear. That blood flowed. Everybody okay? Whoosh. You can't sleep. You know why? Hey, men, because you're in that horrible pit. You're in a place, hey, men, you don't like. You're in a Oh, everything looks good on the outside. Oh, but spiritually, hey, men, you're about to blow your brains out. You don't know what to do. Let me tell you what you do. You fall on your face, glory to God. There's a remedy. There's a remedy. Let me get to the end now. There's a remedy to a life that's forsaken him. There's a remedy for the horrible pit. Let me read this right quick and then we'll get to that. Over in Ezekiel. Now let's go, let's go to, yeah, let's go to Ezekiel. Ezekiel chapter 46, I'm almost finished. Y'all know what that means, right? When the preacher does that, hey, y'all look up here. Y'all know what that means when the preacher does that, right? Absolutely nothing. It don't mean a thing. That's that false hope. That right there means, no, your student loans ain't going to get forgiven. False hope. Lord, let me get off of that box. Ezekiel. Chapter 46, I want to read this right quick, and then we'll go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 11. Go ahead and mark it in place. Ezekiel chapter 46, listen to this. You're here today. You're here today. You're in the house of God, right? We're in church, right? This is church. This ain't the drive through Is everybody okay? We're in church. 
Verse number one in chapter 46 of Ezekiel. Thus saith the Lord God. Who's speaking? Who's speaking? Who's talking to us? God. All right. The gate of the inner court that looketh toward the east shall be shut six, six working days. But on the Sabbath, what's that? Today. 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 But on the Sabbath, it shall be opened. And in the day of the new moon, it shall be opened. What's he saying? You ought to come to church. When you come to church now, listen. And the, the prince, verse 2, shall enter by the way of the porch of that gate without and shall stand by the post of the gate and the priest shall prepare his burnt offering and his peace offerings and he shall worship at the threshold of the gate. Then he shall go forth, but the gate shall not be shut until the evening. Hallelujah. That right yonder is a good enough argument to have Sunday night service. Is everybody all right? All these churches closing down, working half days. Shame on them. Is everybody okay? Anyhow, let me move on. Verse 3, Likewise, the people of the land shall worship at the door of this gate before the Lord in the Sabbath. What's he saying? Come to the house of God. When you come to the house of God, it's talking about the day of the Lord. And in the new moons, verse 4, And the burnt offering that the prince shall offer unto the Lord in the Sabbath day shall be six lambs without blemish and a ram without blemish. Now he's talking about our sin offering. So when we come to the house of God, he's saying, when you come to church, Come prepared to deal with your sin because you ain't going to live out there six days in this wicked world and not brush up against sin somewhere in your life that you're going to have to come to church and deal with. God said when you come, come to the house of God prepared to deal with your sin. Somebody say amen. I know most preachers don't preach against sin no more. Amen. They want to give them a feel-good message. Hope and pray they put a little extra in the plate. Is everybody all right? Amen right there. But I'm telling you right now, that's what's wrong with America. Amen. Preachers quit preaching against sin. Sin's still wicked and ungodly. God still hates sin. And sin's what's driving us to the pit. And keeping us in there. Is everybody all right? We don't have a relationship with God. And so he says, when you come to church, be prepared to deal with your sin. But listen, that's not how you didn't finish. Go down to verse number eight. And when the prince shall enter, he shall go in by the way of the porch of the gate. And he shall go forth by the way thereof. Verse nine, but when the people of the land shall come before the Lord in the solemn feast, he that entereth in by the way of the north gate to worship shall go out by the way of the south gate. And he that entereth by the way of the south gate shall go forth by the way of the north gate. He shall not return by the way of the gate whereby he came in, but shall go forth over against him. What is he saying, preacher? He's saying when you come to church, don't leave the same way you came. It's real simple. Come prepared to deal with your sin. Come prepared to leave your sin here at the altar. Deal with it and leave different than you came. 
He said, if you come in this way, don't leave that way, leave another way. Amen, don't leave burdened down. Don't leave in a pit. Don't leave a trap and depression and destitution and despair. Don't leave like that. Amen, you walked in that way. You don't have to leave that way. God made a way, amen. And his name is Jesus Christ, hallelujah. Is everybody okay? So when we come to church, we don't leave the same way we walked in. We leave closer to God. We leave with a renewed desire to serve him. We leave clean. We walk in dirty, filled with sin, and we leave it here, and we walk out clean, ready to worship and serve God. Matthew chapter 11, and I'm done. There's a remedy. There's a remedy to your loneliness, your despair, your depression. There's a remedy to your sin. There's a way back to when God remembered that you searched after him and you sought after him and you worshiped him and you loved him. There's a way back to there. And listen to what he said. These are words of red. What does that mean? Words of Christ, Son of God. God in the flesh. Somebody said, I don't believe it. I don't care whether you believe it or not. I'll tell you what the Bible says. The Bible said, and this is what's in the book of John. The Bible said, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God. And listen, he didn't stop there. And the Word was God. And the Word became what? Flesh, as Jesus, and dwelt among us. The Word's... <laughs> All we got to do is look into the Bible. We can find all the answers we're looking for. Is everybody all right? Amen right there. So in Matthew chapter number 11, and I want us to go down. I'm just going to read a couple verses here in verse number 28. Here's your remedy. Here's the remedy. Come unto me. This is Jesus speaking. You don't have to leave the same way you came. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. He said, come unto me, all you that labor. You're laboring. Oh, everything looks good. The white of sepulcher looks good. But inside, it's in a mess. In the book of Mark, chapter 6, verse 48, he talks about, this is after he fed the 5,000. He takes his disciples, he said, you get on board and you go across to the other side. And the Bible said that he went away and he prayed and he saw them toiling, toiling, in rowing. For the wind was contrary. People are in a, in a nasty, horrible pit and they're facing contrary winds trying to trying to get to shore and find that peace. And Jesus says, come unto me. The Bible said he went to them walking on the water. Amen. Jesus has always been the answer that we're searching for, and he's always going to be the answer. He said in verse 28 again now, here in Matthew chapter 11, come unto me all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Wow. We go to bed, wore out, tired. And you wake up wore out and tired because you've been fighting and toiling all night against contrary winds. 
You can't get no rest. Your mind, your heart, your soul. It's in a battle. Because it knows that your flesh, your flesh is holding you back and the devil, and the devil's holding you back, holding you down in that pit, telling you, oh, just keep clawing, just keep scratching. You, you almost made it. Oh, you fall back. Oh, try to get, no. Come unto him. Come unto Jesus. He said, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Verse number 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn. There it is. I didn't, Brother Larry, that's a good song you sang. I didn't know whether they're going to tie it all in. Hallelujah. God's amazing like that. And learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And listen, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. There's a remedy this morning to the one that's wayward, one that's struggling to get out of the pit, one that's facing contrary winds in your life. I don't know your particular situation. I don't know. Everybody in here looks good. Now, y'all don't look as good as me, but y'all look pretty good. I'm just, boy, I got, I'm just teasing. Amen. Because we know, y'all know, Kyle Busby, he, man, he's the coolest man on the planet. You look, up, you look up cool in the dictionary, and you will find a picture of Kyle Busby. Amen. But this morning, this morning, while you're struggling inside, the devil fighting you, trying to keep you down, was there a time in your life when you knew you served, you sought after, you run after God and you're no longer doing that? There's a remedy. You'll never find rest until you come unto him. And he said, there you'll find rest. There you'll find rest. Rachel, come to the piano. I just want you to sing that new one, if you don't mind. I don't know, I just feel like might be some folks in here battling some devils in their life. Ain't no shame in battling them. Amen? Ain't no shame in being backslid right now. But if you walk out the same way you walked in, what a shame that would be. But God set it up this way. I did it. He said, come to the house of God. Deal with your sin. He knows we're going to get filthied up out there. He also made a way we can get cleaned up. But we could be in here so far down this morning for one trip to the altar in the name of Jesus. Buddy, we could walk out of here full of joy full of happiness, full of peace, amen, rested up, ready to fight that devil out there next week. Somebody say amen. That's the God I serve, Daddy. He can wash our sins away as far as the east is from the west. You know why? Because he stretched his arms out from the east to the west. 
Are you hearing me? He said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He looked at Peter. He said, Simon, he said, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. I like that. But Jesus said, but I have prayed for you. Jesus is pulling for you this morning. He's praying for you. Hallelujah. What a great God we serve. I love you this morning. That's the message. I... Don't leave the same way you came. I want to get her to sing this song this morning. Amen. Brother Paul, make sure she's got volume up here. You stand to your feet. The Holy Ghost has spoke to your heart. Would you come? Don't leave here. You don't have to leave the same way you came.